0: All right, a little after four, and we welcome in Alex Rodriguez, who joins us now on this busy day as the Yanks have a new manager. And A Rod joins us. A Rod, welcome. How are you? Is A Rod there? Not there. Oh, we lost him. There he I'm here, Mike. is. There he is. A Rod, what's going on? What's up, Mike? <laughs> How are you? How are things? Uh, well, things are well. First of all, congrats on an
1: amazing run here, 30 years and. Uh, it's just been so much fun. Uh, well, he first came on here, as a
0: teenager, so you you first came on as a Seattle Mariner, so we go back that far. So, you <laughs> you know, it seems like yesterday you coming up in your uniform when we were in Florida together, so uh, man, that's how long back it goes. Uh, but it's been a, you know, I want to get to something uh, because it came up a lot during the show, and then uh, your lovely uh, girlfriend brought it up, uh, would you have considered? Did it even for a second? Did you? And a lot of the fans were interested in it. Did you ever give a thought to managing? Uh, At first, I mean, she, she's a. All right, we reconnected with Arod. Aaron, I was saying that uh, a lot of fans brought it up. Uh, it was brought up because of something that uh, you love. The girlfriend said, and uh, a lot of fans asked about it. And I said, I don't think so, but I'll ask him. Did you give any thought at all, and would you give any thought at all to becoming a manager? Well,
1: I look. I think first of all, she's an enormous, enormous Yankee fan. She's a Bronx girl and she has her own feeling and passion about the franchise, I would lie to you that I would have said that you at least have to think about it if I was opposed post about it because uh, to lead the greatest franchise in the world uh, with the game that I love so much, uh, I, I probably would have thought about it for sure.
0: You know, we know you love baseball. We know that you study baseball. You're around it a lot. You can be around it all day. You don't get tired of being around it. When a guy's going to make the the move from the booth after a career, now Boone had a good career. He didn't have your career, but he had a good career, and now he's been in the booth. What's going to be the hardest part from your standpoint? What would be the hardest part to come in with that Body of work without having been a coach, without having been a manager, what do you think the hardest part of the job will be for him?
1: Well, first, I think Boone is a good baseball guy, uh, tremendous pedigree, and a great sense of humor, all things that are very important in New York. I think, Mike, who you surround him with, I mean, if you think about a coaching staff, um, obviously you want a seasoned bench coach, someone who's had, you know, hundreds or thousands of games under the, under the belt. And, uh, You know, there are some challenges, and this is a tricky job because, A, number one, this is the best job, but no job in baseball requires better communicating skills, uh, the ability to handle turbulence, and the ability to have to communicate with front office, with players, and also the demand of the media. Not only are you speaking to them twice a day, but you're also having to do other requirements and other things, so... It's an interesting to ride
0: here. So you did leave the door. open. So someday could you, even though you're involved in a million different things, you're broadcasting. You got shows on CNBC. You got shows you're in. You got shows you're producing. You got a lot of things on your plate. Could you ever see getting involved in that? In that in that you know that day to day with baseball. I,
1: my the, the short answer right now is no. But again. I think when you talk about Yankees and pinstripes and the pursuit to number 28, I think you have to be all ears. Uh, uh, I sit in kind of an advisory board role it's, with House Steinberg. I think he's done a fantastic job to, to put us in position uh, in 2018 to strike, to strike in the international market and domestic market. And, and, and for a balance sheet, things are looking really good and, and good in the future. So I, I would always say I am pioneering with the Yankees fall at any role.
0: What's the? What are the things that S- Sanchez and Judge have to worry about? Having been a young slugger and a young star yourself, what's the things they have to worry about with the early success they've had? Well,
1: I think that the one thing you always worry about when a star player has a breakthrough year like the way Aaron Judge had it is, is a sophomore slump. And, and that's a real thing. And the reason why is... If you think about what every uh, pitcher, for there, eleven pitchers and twenty-nine of the stars are thinking about is Aaron Judge and how do you get to stay out? And everybody has an uh, and Everybody's sitting to get good, the bad, and ugly. And I think come April, uh, every pitch is going to be earned. Uh, and you're, to finish, you're not going to be able to sneak up for sort of sixty days and get a quick fifteen or eighteen home runs on the board from Opening Day he may get a 3-0 breaking ball in the dirt, and he may have to concede and say, I'm going to walk 200 times. And that sometimes is very challenging for a, young, for a young hitter.
0: You must have been thrilled. Now, you're doing the games, and you've got to be objective, but but you had to be thrilled to see what Didi did this year. I mean, because I know how much you and Beltron you know, took Didi on... I mean, Didi couldn't even find a field when he first got to Yankee Stadium. I mean, he couldn't even run around the bases without messing up. And he's become a star player in the field, at the plate, big home runs. I mean, the sky's the limit now for him. You got to be thrilled with uh, having... And I know you were a big part of that, as was Beltran. You guys kind of took him under your wing and kind of straightened him out. But you have to be thrilled with what he accomplished this year. You're
1: right, Michael. I'm thrilled, and it's just been... I mean, the hardest thing is to work for Fox. at the objective we're talking about, you know, players that that you enjoy watching, you see them grow up. Um, but, but he's become right in front of our eyes uh, a prime time player, and arguably one of the ten most valuable pieces to any franchise, simply because of his ability to play sides of the ball, very athletic. Most people don't know he's six foot three. Uh, you know, he looks like 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 a wide receiver in the NFL, and. You know, excellent defender, and now he's getting the ball out of the park as well. And something I love, the ability to put the ball in play consistently, which plays very well in October.
0: Yeah, I mean, he had some big home runs this year. I mean, you know, the the, the home run against Minnesota, go down the line. I mean, he had so many big games uh, for a guy who really struggled and had to replace Derek G. I mean, he really did a great job. And I was surprised this year how big an influence we heard Beltran was. I always thought of Beltran being this really quiet guy, and all you keep hearing is how much young players really took the Beltran and how big an influence he was on these guys.
1: Carlos is uh, an incredible hitting mind, and, and he, he can sit there. Uh, not only know he a gym rat, but he can sit in front of a computer for three hours and look like a statue and not move, something I could never do. I mean, he can sit there in a short from noon to 3 p.m., Literally not drink water, not drink coffee, not bud, and just study things and take notes. And then when everybody walks in around 3, 3.30, he's basically whispering in your ear, if Mike, you were pitching today, he would say, Mike does this, Mike does that, expect this on 3.2. And by the way, when he wiggles his glove, that means a change up's stomach. It is such an incredible, powerful thing to have in your clubhouse. It's hard to quantify.
0: Talking with Alex Rodriguez as uh, the Yankees have their new manager and Aaron Boone. Uh, who knows? It could have been Arod. maybe. You never know. So maybe one day we'll see. But uh, you got a lot on your plate, which we talked about. We got, the, uh, you got all that stuff with CNBC. You got the new show with CNBC. When does the new show start? The show with you and the players. When does that start?
1: Yeah, I think it's going Back in the Day, Mike. I think it's going to be maybe Q1 of 2018. But uh, I don't have an exact
0: thing yet. Have you shot any episodes yet? Yeah,
1: we have the first one pretty much done, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, Joe Smith was terrific to work with. Of course, he was the 1995 number one pick out of Maryland. Went on to play 16 years for about 12 teams and made over $61 million and went bankrupt. Wow! And we we come in a little bit like Marcus Lemonis and try to. $61
0: million dollars he made on the field. As a player, that was $61 million, and he's bankrupt. Unbelievable. Yes, sir. So you come in like the prophet, and you, and you give him some tough love.
1: Yeah, and try to put a team and a processes in place that he can actually fend for himself, and the idea is not to give him fish, but you know, try to teach him how to fish a little bit.
0: Unbelievable. So, and then what about the other stuff? What about doing the Shark Tank?
1: Shark Tank's been fun. Uh, I think uh, my next episode is January or February. Of course, that's one of my favorite shows, Mike. I know you love the show love as well. Yeah, I
0: love this. Yeah, did you buy any? Did you buy any products? I did. I did. I think I made uh, three, or four acquisitions, and I had some
1: good partners. I have uh, Mark, uh, Cuban. I have Lori. Uh, I tried a couple times with Barbara, but Mister Wonderful kept beating us out. He must. Uh, He has much better personality than we do.
0: Well, Cuban, you know the thing is, Cuban lays back because he's got all the money, so he sits there and he got a little more money than the other. They're all rich, but Cuban sits there and then he overpowers them late with those offers. He just kind of knocks them out of the the water with that late offer.
1: Yeah, Cuban is sneaky. I mean, not only is he smart, but he's very charming, and he also he's like a tough poker player to read. You never know if he's in or if he's out, and sometimes you think he's out, and then he wants to buy the whole company.
0: (laughs) What do you think of the World Series this year?
1: look i think the last two years have been uh you know we've hit the jackpot i mean between the cubs and and what happened this year with having the dodgers and of course houston having this you know horrible uh summer with the hurricanes and coming back with a world championship it's great I, i warned kind of a lot of the folks who are watching at fox that hey this is not you know david versus goliath this is goliath versus goliath and Boy, did they show that in a big way. They, yeah, they got some great players.
0: And it was good, though. It was a lot of good games. I tell you, the, the, the last game wasn't great, but the rest of the series was exciting as heck. I mean, the Yankees series was exciting, and the World Series, was ex- through the first six games, was great.
1: It was great. And you know, I know that there was a lot of executives kind of praying for uh, Dodgers-Yankees, uh, a rematch of the 1981 World Series. Uh, that would have been an absolute juggernaut for ratings. Uh, but anyway, Houston did a phenomenal job in... You know, for me, Carlos Carrera is one of those guys that you got to put him in the top three or four players uh, in baseball. And I told you, well, you're not sad about him. He, he's a stud.
0: And they got a good. Young, they had some great young players. And you know who was good the last two games? McCann had a big finish, boy. He was bad early in the series. He looked terrible. But then he made some tag plays. He got some big hits. I mean, he had a very big finish to the series, McCann.
1: McCann, uh, it couldn't happen to a better guy. You know, he started in Atlanta, then he came to us and. He's one of those guys you just love having in a clubhouse so respectful, such a good leader and I was very happy for him and Carlos
0: so what else is going on? What else is on the uh, horizon anything interesting anything you got anything else you want to tell us about?
1: Well, I'm waiting for you to retire so we can go play a little golf. You yeah, know well,
0: I mean? yeah, nah, yeah, but you, <laughs> I can't get you. I told you, I, I, I'm not sure about that handicap of yours. You know, I, you're trying to sandbag me. <laughs> I, you tell me you're you're an eleven or twelve, and then I hear that you're a seven. So I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know which is the truth.
1: Oh man, I don't know. But I got to figure that out, But Mike. I got to tell you, you've been on the air for thirty years. Yeah, it's a long time. Uh, to think about the greats, going back to Namath and, and Reggie yeah. and, and Lawrence Taylor. I mean, you're a guy that's had. I'm in New York. I was born here. You've had as much impact as any one of us. And the fact that you you you, didn't, you never hit a home run. But yeah you've been as influential as anybody oh, that's nice on 30, to say. 30 for God's
0: sake well that you know what's nice here to say but really you know what it's it's been fun to have guys like you come to town and uh, watch everybody's exploits so you know to watch all the great players that have come through like you and all the other ones that's been you know for someone who loves sports that's been the the be- I've had the best seat of everybody so I've been uh, thrilled by it and you always being on the show and you know starting when you were a teenager you started coming on this show so it was a long time ago when you used to come on when you were a Seattle Mariner so We go back that far. So I appreciate you coming on. And, again, we wish you the best. And who knows, maybe you know. A-Rod, the manager, one of these days. That'll be interesting.
1: Or maybe, hey, Mike and A-Rod show. That may work.
0: Hey, you know what? As as long as you're willing to work every day. I don't know if I'm willing to work every day anymore. We'll see. But if you are, we'll see. I don't know if they could afford both of us, though. (laughs) All right. Thanks, A-Rod, very much. Thanks Thanks, for coming on. See you soon. Okay. Alex Rodriguez, uh, sorry for the line folks who kept breaking up a little bit, uh, but... He did open the door a little bit to managing. I don't know if he'd really do it, though. I mean, the guy's got 9,000 things going on, including all these TV shows and everything else. So I don't know if he'd really take the time to do it every day. Jeter completely dismissed it yesterday as something he would not consider. The difference is Arod is a guy who loves being around the field. He likes being around practice. I mean, he's like a gym rat type. He's that way. And I guess Beltran is, too. Listen, I never would have thought in a million years If you had asked me to pick players that would be managers, I wouldn't have picked Carlos Beltran's name in 100 years. The fact that he was that kind of candidate and was interested stunned me. So after Beltran, anything's possible, because I would have thought of a guy who was probably the quietest guy you could ever remember. And how about the way he treated Terry Collins? He said Terry Collins was the biggest influence ever of any manager he had and is the only guy he'd consider as a bench coach. That's how much he loved Terry Collins. How about that? Very surprising. Sometimes you're surprised by what goes on. Back after this.